What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 29, here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? Episode 29. I'm good. I mean, it's, uh, it's a new world. It feels like we're on episode 29, but something new just happened, right? How'd you, mm-hmm. how'd you survive your first Twitch? Well, that, that happened, right? And um, first of all, thank you, everyone that went to the Twitch stream to see the Manchester Derby with us, which was a really good experience with Pedro uh it was interesting and yeah it's it's a start it's something that we'll we're gonna for sure improve with with our next lives yep but uh i can i can already say like the next live is on thursday guys and it's for the portuguese against ireland match okay so if there's a game for you to watch like i think that's a pretty good game to watch with fc wonder kid because portuguese community knows that yeah we, we know Ruben Dias, Rafael Grad, Bruno Fernandes, all those guys. <laughs> all that good stuff. And, and I think you said that you would um, read the Irish roster in a Portuguese <laughs> accent, right? <laughs> I didn't say it, it but like, <laughs> but, but I do have Irish heritage too. My mom's Irish. Yes. So like, yes. it's, a, it's a weird game for me to watch, but I'm going to be watching it live on Twitch. So there you go. But and for sure, we'll be commentating too on the sim- simultaneous matches that, that will be around too. But sure. I w- we went live for a match that we got to commentate what happened, right? So yeah. the Manchester Derby, from your point of view, Bretton. Like what happened? What needs to change? <laughs> I mean, we've we've been saying it for the last several weeks. Um, it, it, it's funny. I saw I saw a tweet that said, "Oh, it's not Ole's fault. It's the players' fault." Right? Oh, okay, oh. fine. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You're going to spend all the money to replace all of the players? No, it's the players' fault because the players have essentially they're not mm-hmm. playing well for Ole. And whose job is it to get them all in? It's Ole. And mm-hmm. I think Ole out, um, you, you and Pedro said it well. Uh, we've said mm-hmm. it on previous podcasts. Um, we'll probably say it again. But look at the, the coaching pedigree that is in the league now, right? Mm-hmm. With, the, with the introduction of Antonio Conte. We forget <laughs> sometimes Marcelo Bielsa is having a little bit of trouble with Leeds United right now, right? We forget you. that, you know, you've still got so much talent that we forget Brendan Rodgers is at the head of Leicester. Um, mm-hmm. Ole does not fit. He doesn't fit. And I think it's time to, to step aside. And I just don't understand why this is the person that you believe that can compete with all of these other teams that are geared up and ready to fight for the Premier League title. It's okay? taking way too long. And even like the appointment of Maguire as the captain, like mm-hmm. even that is a bad decision. It's just a, a, a bunch of bad decisions right now at Man United. Even getting Sancho at this time. Not even fair for Sancho. Like, mm-hmm. not playing, you know, like Donny. So, it's just a lot of bad decisions. And I, I can't see it getting better. And uh, the, the, the tough fixtures won't stop. No. Like, they got Liverpool. They got City. Two losses. More losses are going to come. Yeah. It's only the starts. And I think it's, this is a crazy stat. Uh, I, I, I'm going to mention it now. Like mm-hmm. United have suffered 14 clean sheets. No, have suffered. Uh, I, they haven't had a clean sheet in 14 games. Man okay. United. Goodness. Okay. Yeah. It's a big stat to go with and just shows that Maguire has no impact in that, in that defense, in my opinion. Yeah. Right and, now. And yeah, he does. And obviously Varane being injured, um, oh. they're dealing with injuries, but guess what? Chelsea's dealing with injuries. 
Manchester oh. City's dealing with injuries. Everybody's dealing with injuries. Hell, Chelsea's dealing with a lot of injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, scare. Okay, this particular quote kind of sums it up for me. But we are Man United. We are always going to come back. I think we are the number one club in Manchester. And that also probably means the world. LOL. Like the last 10 years. Exactly. It makes no sense. The last FA Cup six years ago. Uh, the Europa League that they won was actually five years ago, you know, and the Prem, they haven't won that in almost 10 years now. Right. So I'm not entirely sure what Ole's on about, but it shows you there's a little bit of a detachment and I get it. He's probably an incredibly nice person, right? He's, mm. he's a good guy. He is a uh, player's coach for sure. Mm. He understands what it's like, but so are a lot of coaches out there. Exactly. Um, and it just kind of comes down to that comment basically tells you why Manchester is and going to likely remain mediocre, mediocre, <laughs> but blue, blue. Wow, right? That is so sad, man. Like I, I didn't even see that quote, but you're right. That sums it up, but let's switch it up. Okay. And we're talking about an exit and let's talk about an entry. Okay. Sure. And Xavi has arrived at Barcelona. Okay. The destined arrival, okay? Cruyff teaches Guardiola, Guardiola teaches Xavi. And I'm really, really hyped for this. I really think Barcelona is going to change. Yeah. Going to change with this appointment. Okay, I think that the this is going to rejuvenate the squad. He's going to, all the Deadwood is going to go with Xavi. Mm-hmm. Luke de Jong has already had his notice, I think. Sure. Like, at least with the headlines, they say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had, but I think Brithwaite is like a millionaire. He's got like side hustles too. Oh, he's, he's loving it. Yeah, he's loving so it. So I respect him a lot. Like, but as a football player right now, like maybe they should just get, I don't know. I don't want to go off, but a lot of players need to leave. And I think Xavi is going to deal with it this season. And even Barcelona fans, they see this Xavi appointment and they know that this season is like a, a rebuild phase, just like yeah. Klopp when he arrived at, at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. There was like this this settlement, like uh, players leaving, players coming. So I think he's going to pick his score. And he, if there's a time, this is like the wor- one of the worst times to go to as a Barcelona manager. Sure. Okay, because Fati's injured for a month. Yep. Pedri's injured for a month. Best yep. is injured for a week. Then yep. Bella is injured for three weeks. Like everybody's injured right now, even the youngsters that are promising. Yeah. Like Pedri and Fati are like the blockbusters. And I think the two icons that made Xavi come. And Gavi had a, a big impact for sure in the decision. So I'm really hyped for overall for Xavi's arrival. I, and I'll, I'll be honest, I, I am too. I am very hyped mm-hmm. as well. I mean, it's like the prodigal son returns. Um, but really from a uh, coaching standpoint, mm. I, I'm, just, I'm just not entirely sure. Um, the CV here beyond Al Saad and a wonderful highlight that shows them playing tiki-taka, right? For a little bit. Um, so I, I think the fact that it, it almost seems too rosy, too mm-hmm. positive, um, maybe even in Twitter, right? Normally Twitter is like a cesspool of a place um, to go for positive sentiments. And bold predictions. <laughs> and bold predictions, <laughs> sure. Um, but it really feels like th- this has been too rosy, too positive around Chavi's um, anointment. Um, mm. Because we have to understand, this is a very, very challenging uh, thing. 
ahead of them. Mm. Uh, it really is. And it, and frankly, it should be because you already mentioned it. You got injuries. I mean, I feel, I feel terrible for Barcelona supporters because they can't just catch a break right now. Um, true. But nobody is looking at this and saying, is Travi actually ready beyond this being a wonderful narrative? Is he actually ready? La Liga, uh, giant still, and it's a giant that is getting dwarfed by other clubs slowly, Mm -hmm. very slowly. And there is, I don't think this is a season. I think this is like a two to four season rebuild. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Am I wrong in thinking this? Uh, I I agree with you, but I disagree with you with saying like the, like that saying that Xavi might not work out because I'll be honest, Bretton. If Xavi was going to Man City, to Man United, to Atletico, to any top team but Barcelona, I'd be I'd agree with you being skeptical. But because Xavi is going to Barcelona, I disagree because he knows everything. He okay. knows he knows the grounds, he knows the people, he knows the style of play, he knows the academy players. Like I'm sure Xavi just for loving Barcelona he knows the team, the youth teams. I'm, I'm, with I'm you. sure of it. Yeah. So I think like the vertical tiki-taka, a, li- a bit like Eric Ten Hag's style mm-hmm. of play, mm-hmm. it's going to be established too at Barcelona. So I am very positive. But I've got a question for you. Yes. Who do you think is going to come, like transfers-wise? I know Barcelona's kind of bankrupt, yeah. but still p- players are going to come. So wh- who do you think is going to come? Yeah, you know, I, I think who comes... Um relies on who leaves right mm. and how much you can get for a Nuzmane Dembele um mm. or if you're even letting go of a Nuzmane Dembele but I think the idea that he's being brought in Xavi is being brought in is this understanding that we that Barcelona has hit the floor uh in terms of we now need to become reliant on our academy again right um mm. for years and years and years since Messi, essentially, uh, the the academy hasn't really produced right the the amount of um, ushered into the eleven stars that we all yes. seen since the Chavi years, since you know Iniesta, since Messi. Um, I agree. So, so I think that understanding there means uh, purse strings likely are going to be a little tightened, mm-hmm. and um, beyond that, I think you got to look at veteran presence. Um, and I didn't prepare those those targets. So you've given mm. me homework, uh, and I'll have to come back to you next week on it. Um, because unless you've got somebody in mind, because it's it's interesting. Um, like, I, like, yeah, I'll be honest. Like, I think you hit the money with it. Like, this is going to be the first time since Guardiola that mm-hmm. Barcelona is going to have a huge rejuvenation. The whole the, the whole lineup. I think I think we're going to have three players that are, that are under twenty and for sure always starting. Yeah. Gavi, Pedri, Fatih. Like, yeah. and, and just that is a huge statement by Xavi. I, I agree with you. And Puig. What do you think is going to happen with Puig? Yeah, I mean, Puig, Puig, I think, will find a place under Xavi. But I don't know. You know, you got Nico mm. Gonzalez as well. And there's, yes. there's several more behind him. I mean, Akomak, there's just some beautiful, beautiful players in that, in that academy. It's just whether or not they're La Liga right now, right? La Liga standards. Uh, but you did bring up something you know, if Chavi were to go elsewhere, right? That's the mm-hmm. thing is I can't think of Chavi ever potentially going elsewhere just yet. It was almost like when Frank Lampard was hired by Chelsea, we were like, uh, did I, did I say Chelsea? But uh, other than <laughs> Barcelona, but I can't see Chavi elsewhere 
at all. The same way that when Frank Lampard was signed by Chelsea, it was kind of like, yeah, well, that kind of makes sense because I can't really see Frank Lampard elsewhere. But when Guardiola came to Barcelona, didn't you think like similar? Um, well, that's that's true. That is true. Um, and we can I don't see know, we can uh, see it happening. Uh, and if there's a guy okay. like Guardiola and Xavi, they were always talking to each other like that's true. That's like true. best friends saying, "Oh, look, look this, this 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 detail." They, like one thing's for sure, like Xavi is he's got a focus and an attention to detail. Okay. Just like I'd see Paul Scholes with the commentary, he's been bold and going really well with his predictions with Man United. Yeah, Xavi would be that guy too. He just knows. He knows. And yeah, if he if he's hired by the club, there you go. So can it, we go to fun. another? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, well, actually, I wanted to get. I I kind of cut you off in terms of. <laughs> no are worries. there any? Are there any individual transfers that you're actually thinking about for Barcelona? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I went live and I said this one, but I got to say it on podcast too because sure. I just feel like it's so fitting. Yeah. And it's Anthony. Uh, like if Anthony goes to to Barcelona. I'm not going to say it's Neymar 2.0, okay? But it's the closest thing we can see, okay, from Neymar. (laughs) Anthony is a baller. He's got the swagger. He's got the final final touch and the final end product, okay? It is quite rare to see a Brazilian player nowadays just come to Europe and get an end product straight away. So I think Ajax is doing an excellent job developing Anthony and many other talents too. Sure. So this, this, yeah, I think Anthony would be the best signing for for Chavi because a winger's coming, Brett. A yeah. winger is for sure coming, for yeah, sure. Anthony's on the he's on the right side, right? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that virtually kind of puts the nail in the coffin of of Usmane Dembele if uh, if that's the case. But uh, I, I think you got to uh, Anthony. I have to push back a little bit on because yes, he has made nobody knows really. Remember mm. David Neres. Everybody was really hyped on David Neres at True. at Ajax. Uh, Anthony has obviously made that kind of go away, um, but he didn't necessarily come right away and start lighting mm-hmm. up here to busy. But this year, and and you know the key to this story, Sebastian mm-hmm. Holler, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the attention that Holler gets up there has allowed Anthony to wreak havoc wherever he goes on the wing. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and and I agree, but I think the longer Let's see. Anthony is actually leading the Champions League in assists. Holler's obviously um, not leading, but he's got seven goals in four games. Anthony has five assists in four games in the, in the Champions League. Um, and I, I think the longer that that happens, I don't know. Barcelona might get priced out. They might. Uh, um, that, how much would Anthony cost for you? Uh, as of right now, I don't. I don't think I'd go too bold on this, but um, mm. probably somewhere between twenty-five and thirty-five. Right. No, Eaton, um, no, I disagree. You think he'd be, you think he'd be more easily more than fifty? Yeah, could be. Anthony, could right be. now, like you can, yeah, I, I like I think Ajax won't accept any bid below fifty for Anthony. Right. And and but we're we're talking about Barcelona being able to afford that. You're gonna yeah have yeah yeah to, no, to get that no in, right no. But when I say that, like, what, if Barcelona is affording him, it's with Dembele going, Coutinho going, Luke yeah. De Jong going, sure. like the salary wise that. Even Dest, I think, is is got a <laughs> like. I saw some interest from Chelsea, right, twenty five million. So if they can get a good deal, I don't know. But like, I just wanted to end this Barcelona from my point, saying like Dembele has been injured for Barcelona twelve times. So Do you know how many tough. times he was injured for Dortmund? So tough. Uh, Zero. 
Yeah. He was never, ever injured for Dortmund. So is it the medical staff is what we're saying? I don't know if it's the medical staff. I don't know what it is. But Dembele has been injured 12 times. Like, it's it it makes no sense to me. Well, it's heartbreaking. 12 times? Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Because this is a kid that when he stays healthy, he's electric. And he's so fun to watch. And, you know, it's you just want him healthy. Uh, and it's the same I feel about uh, countrymen of mine, Christian Pulisic. I would love to oh. see him healthy at all times because when he is on the field, he's generally electric. And when he's mm. not on the field, he's injured. Um, and it's just, <laughs> it's so tough to see, man. Um, but mm. here, here's hoping the same way uh, Arsenal are cry, uh, climbing out of the, the basement of the Premier League. Um, I, I'm, I'm not here to say I want to see Xavi uh, fail. I would love to mm-hmm. see Xavi rally all the troops around him, all these young bucks, and, and lead him to the promised land again, La Liga title, um, get it all done. Uh, I don't know, embarrass maybe Real Madrid once or twice in Classico. <laughs> um, but I don't, see it, I don't see it happening just mm-hmm. yet. And especially the way Real Madrid's playing, I don't see it happening anytime soon. But, hey, you're, you're right. We should probably move on from Barcelona because I think we'll be talking about this change this uh, mm-hmm. metamorphosis that'll likely happen uh, a whole lot more and let, we should probably jump back to the Premier League and talk mm-hmm. about a team that is definitely going to be in the midst of a relegation battle this year but also <laughs> is going to have more money than they know what to do with and a boss that I don't know what do you think about Eddie Howe potentially signing for Newcastle I think it's like a two and a half three year deal uh, how do you feel about this Great deal. Okay. Great deal by Newcastle. I th- I think they were pushed to have it because they were interested in Unai Emery. Yeah. I prefer Eddie Howe, honestly. I think just the fact that he can come in and he knows Callum Wilson better than anyone. That's okay? true. Okay. He signed. And him. yeah, he signed. And and the fact that he's been in this situation, mm-hmm. it's not like an unknown thing to maintain in the Premier League. Like Eddie Howe knows what to do. Yeah. So. I like it. And something too about Eddie Howe. Like, didn't he leave Bournemouth because he was he got he had such an ambitious project? Like, if there's a place to have a, such an ambitious project right now, it's Newcastle. Uh, and cool. I think they'd be impressed with with how long term he'd be thinking. Yeah. I'm not saying like, look, it's bold even to think that it, he can maybe stay at, yeah. at Newcastle if it works out. Because Eddie Howe was being mentioned as a prodigy coach back in the day. Like I'd say three, four years ago, people were really rating him. Yeah. So I like this appointment. And seeing that even Ter Stegen was as quite heavily being appointed to go to Newcastle. Like hey. it, may, it just shows what are they aiming for. And I'd love to see Eddie. I'm going to, no, I'm going to love to see Eddie Howe with the money. Yeah. And yeah, let's see the Jordy if they if they go if they go bold. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think Newcastle is going to go bold and Eddie Howe um I you know, I think he went bold maybe a little too bold with the Dominic Solanke uh and the they spent oh, yeah. like 18 million pounds on Jordan Ibe, which clearly mm-hmm. did not work at all. And I don't but know that's... if that was in his wheelhouse if that was what yeah. he decided. Um but here's what he did do. He went from a, a shoestring budget of not mm-hmm. having resources, in fact, not even knowing if Bournemouth would survive the next season, right, or head into administration, 
Uh, and he brought them to the Premier League where they actually really were a fun team to watch. They were an exciting mm -hmm. team. He's a preparer. Um, mm -hmm. you, some could say he almost gets in his own way. He over prepares things. He tries to have contingency plans for everything on the pitch. Um, but the biggest thing is if he can do it with limited resources, will he be overwhelmed by the treasure chest in front of him? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, or will he kind of manage it with a, not an iron fist, but a, a shrewd look on things, right? Like he brought in Danny Ings and Kieran Trippier for like less than a million pounds. Right. He brought in Callum Wilson for 3 million pounds. He brought in, I think Aaron Ramsdale for like one or two. Uh, or maybe even less than a million, actually. So he's made really good, shrewd deals of players that we all look at now and we're like, these were good players, uh, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's going, what we know is that he became synonymous with the Bournemouth identity, essentially. Mm -hmm. That identity that was getting built. And Newcastle very clearly has a rich, rich heritage, of course. And you can't replace that. But as, as, uh, as it goes on the pitch and in the locker room, he will create an identity and the players will have to match that identity. So I like, if you haven't gotten the gist, I, I like the appointment too, um, if it comes through. But, you, you know, our boy uh, Fabrizio Romano is, is saying it's coming. Uh, so we, we expect that announcement, what, in the next day or two? Yeah, the next day or two. But do you think, like, he'll, he'll sign more pre uh, English players or do you think he'll fancy go abroad? Oof. Well, I mean, the nature of Brexit and all that fun stuff is it, it would – it would make sense, I guess, for him to, to look within. Um, mm. But at the same time, it Come is, on. it's overpriced. Yeah. I think, I think Newcastle will, will be ambitious and they'll, that's what, I, that's the only negative point that I could put to Eddie Al. Maybe. Yeah. It's the fact that he'll have to maybe test waters in different like territories, like with players. Sure. Because yeah. you were all mentioning like English players, British players. Um, yeah. Yeah. Newcastle yeah. is an ambitious club and with ambitious ideas and you need to sign. Yeah. And you know what? I actually didn't even think about that. Uh, pretty much every player I mentioned, you're right, that he brought in um, mm -hmm. was a result of probably a local scouting team and, and him doing the scouting himself. Um, mm -hmm. And now you're talking about, you have the world at your fingertips. Um, either that could or be good. You. Yeah, it could, it could be great. I mean, if he is as good as um, you know, a, a lot of what, and anyone that's known him speaks very highly of him. So uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, first things first, mm. Newcastle has a relegation fight on their hands. True. And if they don't pass that test, they're going to be doing this from uh, the championship. And um, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's not exactly what I think their new owners want. So no, it, we'll it's see. not, it's not, it's not, it's not exactly, but I, I so I have another topic here and it was something I was watching in the news mm -hmm. and a, very strongly, like a lot of interest from Arsenal to mm. get Dusan Vlahovic. Okay. Finally. So <laughs> like if there's a night, like, I think the ideal club for Vlahovic is Tottenham because <laughs> of the whole like striker situation and just gives more leverage to the club to yeah. Tottenham. If they get Vlahovic, but Arsenal can, if they snatch him up, like they're causing troubles to their rivals and they'll get such a quality striker and youngster top yeah. goal scorer, like type beat, like he could come to the Prem and have maybe more than 20 goals. Yeah. Okay. That's the type of player potential wise he can become. So 
seeing it, I'm like thinking, good job, Arsenal, if you're thinking about these players. And it, and it fits the bill, right? I mean, Fiorentina is not a Champions League team and will not be anytime soon. So mm-hmm. uh, Vlaho- Vlaovic could look at it and say, no, 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 I need to go to Champions League football. Or he can say, um, you know, Arsenal is a young and upcoming team. Um, mm. And uh, just think about that. Think about uh, Tierney's crosses. Uh, think about uh, him getting on the end of Saka's Maisie runs, right? I mean, d- ESR and Odegaard uh, teeing him up. I mean, it fits. Mm-hmm. It fits in a lot of ways, and it kind of excites me. It gets me uh, pretty amped for Gunners fans um, if if this could happen for them. But uh, it seems yeah. like a steep cost, but Arsenal is willing mm-hmm. to pay it. Um, and we're already oh, eating yeah. a, a little bit of crow on Ramsdale. Um, so why not eat a whole <laughs> plate full? Um, and, uh, but Vlahovic is who you want to be, I, I think who you want to be, um, whatchamacallit, uh, tied to, right. And that, those are the types of names that I think Gunner fans want to, to see. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll see if it happens. What, what was the price on that? That was like 65 million euros, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a Oof. steep price, it's, but uh, it's expected if Vlahovic is coming, Lacazette or even a Bamian, yeah. like they need to go. Aubameyang would be the would be the one that would be more urgent in my opinion because like 350k a week that's a lot that's way too much if you're not starting like and if Vlahovic is coming like he's he wants that spot but the player that you mentioned quickly and Mm -hmm. I have to say how is this kid not selected for England okay Emil Smith Rowe yeah Emil Smith Rowe once again saving Arsenal today Mm -hmm. and yeah he's I think he's the main man now. He got that 10 jersey and it's like, I'm the boss now at Arsenal. <laughs> I am the boss. Okay. He d- dictates the tempo so well. Okay. And yeah, Emil Smith-Rowe, like he should have been called for England in my opinion. I, I'd, I'd agree with you. Um, it, it's one of those good problems to have uh, that we all talk about um, that Southgate is, has an embarrassment of riches in front of him. But mm. Smith Rowe, uh, as we've mentioned before, is probably one of the best dribblers in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's starting to gain a whole lot of confidence. I mean, what, what do you say? With with the number 10 comes great responsibility. If we're like quoting a Disney movie or something. I mean, this this is pretty much uh, Smith Rowe had a reckoning period where he had to deal with the fact that he was given that 10. And I bet part of him was like, oh, am I even ready for this? And mm-hmm. he's starting to realize doesn't help him to pussyfoot around. Okay. Mm-hmm. It helps him to just go, yeah, I don't want to use this phrase, but yeah, balls to the wall on this, right? Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. And and he has shown so much confidence in the last few matches that it's we're, we're, <laughs> it feels like only a month or two ago, because it was that we were mm-hmm. talking about Arsenal's imminent demise. And here they are climbing oh, up and, and, and even another the win. Fact that- yeah, the Odegaard is signed. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's saying to Smithrow, now it's the time for you to step up. Yes. if they get it, if they, they got Odegaard, and I even said you can't play the two at the same time. Yeah. Like it's a huge gap if the two play. Partey's alone, yeah. and yeah, I think that was psychologically one of the big reasons why Smithrow is so good this season. Yeah, I, I agree so with you. So good. It's, so any uh, any highlights? Any well, more I mean, highlights? I, I got to throw just a random, you remember the name Alexander Mitrovich? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, I, oh yeah. 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 I remember he, him. He at one time was part of Newcastle. Um, but <laughs> now Mitrovich, uh, I mean, 
the the numbers just from Mitrovic to Lewandowski to mm-hmm. uh, to Holler, the Holland, the numbers that are being put up by big strikers this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this different than in years past? Like I haven't done the homework on this. It feels different, does it not? It's like we've we've normalized this process where twenty goals in seventeen matches, which is Mitrovic for Fulham, I know in the championship. Mm-hmm. But then you look you look at Lewandowski with what eight goals in four games in the uh, Champions League. Um, you it just is this the normal now? I'll be honest, Breton. Like with Mitrovic, I think it's Mark Silva. Mm-hmm. Okay, like it's the guy. The guy is one of the most underrated coaches out there. Okay, Fair the enough. job I remember being a kid and seeing the job he did with Estrela. They go yeah. up from the second division in Portugal to the third place straight away, or like the fourth. Yeah, something ridiculous. I remember I was a kid, and since then I was like, Mark Silva is a really nice coach. And ever since he's been, yeah, it's bad decisions, bad managements. Yes, and I feel like this is one of the most underrated things as a young man for a young manager. Yeah. You need a good boss. Yeah. You need a good uh, uh, management board of management. If you don't have a good board of management, like mm-hmm. Leicester have, okay, clubs that like Dortmund have. Mm-hmm. Like clubs that really want the best for the managers, like you're, you're, you're in a bad situation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, it's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I just I'm I'm just looking at these numbers and the scoring charts, and it just seems different than other years. Um, mm. I mean, Lewandowski's 23 goals in 17 games this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, last year at this time, you know, he ended the year with 46, 47 goals last year. Last year at this time, he had 16 goals in 18 games. Robert Lewandowski has 23 goals in 17 games so far this year. Oh my he's, days. He's outpacing himself. And and you know who paved the way on this? Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo Messi paved the way on it. <laughs> like how you mentioned Chris first. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, we, we have to because he had a stinker. No, I'm sorry. Uh United had a stinker <laughs> yesterday. Um, but I, I'm just I, I'm just in awe at this because it feels like FIFA numbers like like I don't know, football manager numbers uh, or you're mm-hmm. quoting like 55 goals in a year that these are numbers that we only really expected uh, Ronaldo and Messi to do. And now you got, oh, Sa- yeah. you've got everybody just hopping on board. It's normalized. It's weird, but awesome <laughs> at the same time. And th- there's like even a stat, like I, I, I had here in my notes and I was going to forget. I'm glad that you mentioned goals, goals, goals. And it's Neymar. Neymar has scored 400 career goals. And like yesterday, Neymar was balling against Bordeaux. Okay. He was, I loved it. I loved seeing that game. Like Neymar really was, was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. A magnificent game. Had Mbappe, got Mbappe back heel to him on, uh, I don't know if it was a second, I think it was a second goal, his Mm -hmm. second goal. That was just beautiful. And yeah, Neymar's heating up. I mean, it's a fun time. It's, it's a different time. You guys were talking on the, the live stream. Mm-hmm. about um you know whether or not when we were growing up the, the talents were better well i'll, I'll tell you mm-hmm. right now I, yes they're playing a whole lot more football right mm-hmm. um but the stats are just incredible with what a lot of these players these days are are putting out and uh between Mosala, between Lewandowski between hell Vinicius and Kareem Benzema between mm-hmm. Holler and Anthony I mean, these goals, these games, it just, it's, it's cool. It's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, midweek, Lewandowski kicked butt again. Kareem Benzema mm. now has 22 goal involvements and just over 1300 minutes played. 
He leads La Liga in both goals scored and assists. Um, mm-hmm. These numbers are just just crazy for me, um, and I can't stress that enough. But you're talking midweek, so we can transition right to European competitions. And I gotta say, like after that Man 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 City against Man United game, and after the Club Rouge game, I'm gonna say Cancel is right now the best fullback in the world. John Cancel is the best fullback in the world right now. Like Ooh. he's balling out assists. Like it was yeah. so easy to predict those assists because he's that good right now. Yeah. It's like a cheat code on the left. Yeah. It's a pure cheat code. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, what. What did he have? He had three assists midweek. Um, do we count that as two assists yesterday, even though one was an own goal? I get you. I get you. It's something. <laughs> it's it's a goal. It's goal concealed. I'd say goal concealed. <laughs> it, it, it is right. And um, that's what they've missed. That's what they've absolutely uh, missed is he just needs to be healthy um and stay mm-hmm. healthy and uh they're they're gonna be good city's gonna be good but yeah i don't know if i agree with him being the best in the world right now um mm. but in terms of over the last three days last couple matches damn um and i know i know liverpool lost today but uh obviously trent alexander arnold shows why trent alexander arnold is trent alexander arnold i should have <laughs> picked a shorter name to say three times in a row um <laughs> but yeah no i i think you're right joe Cancelo is um in form. And, and I got to imagine, you know, he's going to be really important for Portugal against Ireland. And uh, who, who mm-hmm. you got next? Serbia, too? Mm-hmm. Over the weekend? Serbia on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And to be honest, to, to go back to United, Cristiano Ronaldo midweek. Come on. Mm-hmm. That was that was just a lot of fun to watch. Right. The Bruno back pass. I mean, that feels that feels decades away compared yes. to what happened yesterday. And it just makes you wonder, how do you go from being so up for something and coming back and, and having this verve about you to whatever the hell happened yesterday against City? Well, it happens for the simple reason that Mr. Champions League is Christian Ronaldo. Yeah, and cool. if there's a Champions League fixture and this man is playing, yeah. this man is going to give everything because he knows Champions League nights are the ones that stay in history. Sure. That's why Ronaldo is the best, yeah. in my opinion. That, that I, I, because it's the pure determination, like it's the pure striveness to success. Yeah. Like every single minute, he knows, like he's he's closer to retirement, Krish, mm-hmm. and you can clearly see that he wants to give it every, give it all yeah. in the Champions League. If there's one more minute, there's one more minute, he's gonna work even harder. Yeah. So that's why I love it. That's yeah. why I see a different man. Yeah, and let, let's work. Let's work out the worst case scenario for Ronaldo here. What happens if things go so far southward with United that he, even he, can't control it? What, what comes next for Cristiano Ronaldo? I honestly don't know, Bretson. Yeah. Like, if, if it was, like, next season, mm-hmm. I think he's going to stand his ground on Man United for, yeah. for two seasons. I okay. think so. I, I, and for that, I think there's going to be a lot of expectations with the manager. That's why I'm so, yeah. so keen on Ali leaving. But if he doesn't leave... And the situation keeps on going. Like, I got to feel sorry for Ronaldo. Like, it's about, he, he was going to, it wasn't going to play at Juve. Yeah. Juve wasn't working out well. It's not what it doesn't, wasn't going to play. It just, it just didn't feel right anymore. And that's why they, they found the solution with United. But it still feels like there's something missing. And yeah, you got to feel, I feel sorry for him. Cause like the goals, like if you see how many goals Messi has in the league and Ronaldo, like, that just says like how much that man's working. So in my opinion, 
Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. And I, you know, I don't mean to harp on yesterday, but that was just mm-hmm. absolutely tough to watch. And and frankly, if, Fuck. if I was on there, I would have been incredibly negative. So I'm, I'm pretty glad I wasn't on that stream <laughs> with you guys yesterday. Um, because just seeing Sancho, I mean, Sancho's mm-hmm. now losing, losing his spot in Southgate squad. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I was doing, going along with this exercise, of trying to put together a combined 11. If I needed mm. to pick an 11 from City and United, mm. pick maybe one United guy, maybe two. That's, that's maybe bold. Two, you know? But, so, that's anyway. But, but yeah, I, I, I wanted to say something on the Champions League front. Like, sure. I think Ajax are proper contenders, Breton. Mm. What do you think of this statement? Like, I think Ajax might go to the final if they don't get a Liverpool. Or uh, even Real Madrid might would be a very difficult team, I think, in this Champions League to beat. I don't know. Yeah, so, I, I, I guess I, I just don't know if you look at this Ajax team and you say, is this better than the 2018-2019 team with Van mm. de Beek, De Jong, um, getting to, and they got to the semifinals, but they obviously had a little bit of a tougher course to chart. Um, mm. So you're right. If they get a favorable... <laughs> In this day and age, what is favorable? Because a lot of these teams are looking pretty good. Um, but they're they get taking... Juve like yeah. last, yeah. like the league. They got Juve Ajax, yeah, and it's true. If if they get Juve Ajax, trashes them in my opinion right now. I think Ajax <laughs> trashes Juve right now. Yeah, no I, I think it's one of those things. If you're scoring as much as Ajax is scoring, and you're in sync as much as Ajax is in sync, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're going to be hard to beat because Juve can't. I don't know. They can't find a pot to piss in right now. Um, their, their league form is terrible, but Hey, they made their way through and busted their way through the group. Um, Mm -hmm. so they'll they'll be in the next round. So yeah, no, anything can happen, but I don't know. When's the last time we had a shock, an absolute shock when it comes to champions league win. Maureen. (laughs) So that was what, like, (laughs) that was Oh four or Oh five. Yeah. That's like, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. But Inter too at the time when Maureen even did it at Inter too. Like yeah. Inter wasn't a block. They were they were had they had money, yes, but yeah. they weren't the team like Barcelona or Real Madrid at that time. And now Mourinho's getting beat by uh Venezia today and uh little Gian Gianluca Busio, the uh, national team player. What a game it, it was too. It, it didn't go too well. It didn't go too well. But it's, yeah, it, in the Champions League front, like there's even another player. Because mm-hmm. I got a highlight too, and he had a little moment with Neymar. Mm-hmm. That was Dominic Schobel's lie mm-hmm. with the penalty kick, the pure confidence. Okay, because yeah. then in the interview after they say ah, he was just like trying to make me miss, but no chance, no <laughs> chance. No. And that's like the confidence that I love to see. And Dominic Schobel's lie, I think, like we were saying, like this season is going to be the season, and seeing him score, like even though it's a penalty. Like, it's lovely to see. It's lovely to see. It is. It's just, it's one of those things, just like Usmane Dembele, man, when Sobasai was out, we wanted Mm -hmm. him to be healthy. Uh, He had that little setback, took a while. Him missing the Euro 2020, that was just so tough to, because he was the reason Hungary got there. Uh, Mm -hmm. But to see him back and healthy, uh, they, you know, Leipzig looks good. Jesse Marsh, maybe he's not on the hot seat anymore. Um, and it also has to do with Christo and Kunku, right? Also mm. has to do this. This kid's turning into one of the more prolific players, uh, mm. not just in the Bundesliga, but also in the Champions League. 
And Nkunku has five goals in four Champions League matches. He had a mm-hmm. goal and an assist versus Dortmund recently. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's firing on all cylinders. Um, and it makes you wonder, you know, what did PSG just not see in him? Uh, but it's really, really interesting and fun to see. But, um, but like he needed to leave PSG to get this development though. Like it's it's like it's like many others. Like it's a coma even left PSG and he was like one true. of the one of the like the princes of that academy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very hard. It's very hard. But I love it. And Kunko is the type of player like he Bailey's scaling up. Like I, I compared him to Leon Bailey before this season, but yeah, right now I put him much higher. I'll rate Nkunku much higher than Bailey. So oh. Yeah. Like it's he's he's developing at a really good rate and French national team maybe and French I don't know if he's 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 been selected I don't know if he's been selected but he I should be in the he should be in the conversation for sure in Kunko he should be he should be but you know it's that's that's a tough one even if you're on the short list that's impressive or the extended roster uh, in Kunku I think if he's not there he will be there soon enough because um, he's very very important to to Leipzig and uh, mm-hmm. it's funny uh, that that first three games you you take out that first three games of the Bundesliga season and they've mm-hmm. got some of the best form in the Bundesliga now um, mm-hmm. they'd be they'd be uh, right up against Bayern uh, but nope they're eight points behind seven points behind um, but I'll tell you what there, there was a nice little performance of old of Champions League before we kind of or Europa League I should say before we move on mm-hmm. It was really nice and kind of a blast from the past type of thing to see three young Lyon products on the score sheet. They didn't score. They assisted every goal in a three, uh, three nil win over Sparta Prague. You had Rayon Cherky. You had 21 year old Maxons Kakare, who we are both high on. And I haven't watched enough this season to know if he impresses me as much as he did at the back end of last season. And then there was a new name that I had never really heard of um, or knew that he was actually going to get his debut, but on his debut in an eight minute cameo, uh, 19 year old winger, Bradley Barcola Mm. assisted the last goal. Uh, So three zero win. And it just makes you feel good. Maybe, maybe Leon's Academy is starting to produce again in a big way. Um, We'll see. They got that history. They got that history. So put in the comment section down below, guys, if there's anything that we forgot to mention in European competitions, because like Champions League, we love a good combo, especially if it's the best competition. So the next topic, you want to go with the three overall underperformers? Yeah, we could do that. I, I hate to okay. feel so pessimistic. Um but I think it's a really nice topic, though. Like, it's yeah. a really good discussion. And, guys, if you're starting to see this video, put down below who do you think are the biggest underperformers this season in, in football, okay? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we might have different different answers. So do you want to start here? Yeah, I'm going to go with one that's uh, another mm-hmm. blast from the past here. Um, and this isn't really underperformance as much as it is, I guess, just not finding a way into the team. Mm. Um Reese Nelson, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, there was encouraging news today. Reese Nelson actually he got on the pitch, came on in the 76th minute when Feyenoord was tied and actually mm-hmm. uh, assisted the late, like, 93rd, 94th minute game winner. That is awesome to see, and I want to see mm-hmm. more of it. But previous to that, Reese Nel- Nelson had 63 minutes played this whole season. Mm-hmm. And last season, he only had 450 minutes played. 
and Mm -hmm. can't find a place at Arsenal, can't find a place on loan. I think he was at Hoffenheim. He's been at Mm -hmm. uh, Feyenoord. And it's just, you know, this was a guy that a lot of people, we we all, we've seen that kind of electric nature about him. He could do things, um, make things happen, Um, but he's not getting on the pitch. So what Mm -hmm. is it? Is it training? Is it, you know, and it's just something that you look at him and you feel maybe he's just not up for it. Maybe it's not as much as underperforming. It's that he's not at that level, period. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually, I, as a player, I quite forgot, like, because mm-hmm. like, I, I wasn't keeping up to him too much. But yeah, that's so true. Like, the spotlight hasn't been on him too much. Nope. Uh, I, coming around from what you said, like, my player is also an Arsenal player. I mentioned him last podcast, but Martinelli. Yeah. So after he came back from injury, I was thinking like, oh, we're seeing Bar- Martinelli at least being a super sub. Mm-hmm. And no, Martinelli doesn't seem like he's one of the players that even Arteta is thinking about. So I think a lone move should happen. So he's a big underperformer this season because of all the hype that was last season. Because we yeah. were putting Martinelli, not we, but like people were putting Martinelli next to Greenwood. Yeah. And <laughs> if 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 you compare it now, Martinelli ain't even close. Like no. Saka, okay, but Martinelli, no, no, no. So that's a that's 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 my first wonder kid underperformer right now. And that's a, that's a good one because we all had high hopes for him. And mm-hmm. I know in, in when um, Arsenal started the way that they started, uh, everybody was just basically saying. Give these mm-hmm. youngsters a, a chance. Give these youngsters a chance. Uh, and but they're we winning. But our Arsenal rebuild, and yeah, he hasn't performed the limited minutes he's gotten on the field. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's lingering health issues or whatnot. I'm sure somebody that's in the know will be able to tell us. But he certainly <laughs> hasn't uh, knocked our socks off uh, when we've watched him when he's actually gotten on the pitch. And and I got one that's similar to that. Okay, mm-hmm. he's. We actually saw him sparingly in Euro 2020 until COVID kind of took him away. Um, And uh, I think he had to miss one or two of Sweden's games. Mm. But Dejan Kulisevsky, Mm -hmm. I I have not liked what I've seen when he's been on the pitch for Juventus. Um, And kind of combing through Juve's, whether it's Twitter or whatever, um, Allegri has actually come out and he stated he doesn't really like his attitude, his approach to training. Um, I mean, we've seen though for Sweden, what Dayon can do um, and what he can create from nothing. And you, you kind of look at Dayon, you look at Izak and you're like, that is a bright Swedish future. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he's becoming more and more expendable when it comes to Juventus. I don't know if it's a loan move back to wherever, Atalanta, or mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to remember that wasn't, Atalanta was not, a, a yeah, yeah it was. It was Atalanta, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he he was left on the bench when uh, Juve was looking for a goal versus Fiorentina recently. And it's like, if you're mm-hmm. looking for a goal, you go to Dayon, unless, of course, you don't like what he's what he's about. And Allegri very clearly does not. Um, so. And Kuluzeski, like last season, he showed really good shines. Like, yeah. I, I'm, that's, that's another player that I didn't think about. Yeah. That is a very nice mention there. So I, I'm going to stay in the prem. And I'm going to talk about a player that I was liking what I was seeing at Norwich, and it's Billy Gilmore. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The matches I saw with that Billy Gilmore played, he Uh wasn't bad. Like, and all of a sudden he stops playing. Yeah. Billy Gilmore stopped playing all of a sudden. I don't understand why. And truth is, 
Norwich Norwich manager wins and he's sacked. So we <laughs> yeah. we might we might see the new coach. I saw that Lampard's in the news to go to mm-hmm. go to Norwich. If that happens, Billy Gilmore's back and he's for sure starting. Mm-hmm. But the, until then, like he's underperforming in my opinion. You'd expect him to be playing every single match for Norwich and balling out because that's what he can do. Yeah, you and, yeah. You you really would. Um, I I expected it. You expected it. And then uh, this new signing that they brought in, and yeah, we're talking about the worst team in the mm-hmm. Premier League, <laughs> and a new signing they bring in. I, I think his name is Norman or mm-hmm. Zimmerman, uh, midfielder. Uh, mm-hmm. Winds up kicking Gilmore out, basically. Uh, so I I hope that that changes. Uh, mm-hmm. But we were so high on the fact that we knew Norwich was going to have a tough year. But we really thought that Gilmore would be able to shine for him because of it. And it would be massive for his minutes the same way, you know, like a Connor Gallagher at Crystal Palace is amazing right now. Right. Um, So, yeah, you know, another one um, that's kind of to stay in the prem. And I only have two more left. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one is Lester. This one was Mm -hmm. in the mouths of every person, especially Arsenal fans, uh, when talking about an offensive addition that they would like. You know who I'm about to say? Oh, yeah. The the man with the celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James (laughs) Madison. Um, Yeah. He's got one goal this season. That's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, No assists. I mean, Leicester's starting to pep up. They're starting to play better. Uh, But he's not the same X factor that mm-hmm. that he that he once was and i'm not saying he's toothless but it's definitely a drop off from his form last season i don't know if it's mm-hmm. about to come but he doesn't look like the same player uh correct me if i'm wrong i mean do you you've watched a lot of them we like tiela mm-hmm. we like hell we like a oh, lot yeah. of that midfield bubakari samari just had a phenomenal showing for them uh mm-hmm. the uh, today yes, had an assist right yeah um yeah. and madison just isn't doing it for me the shine has left him um what do you think with madison with madison like it, it's true i think he's dipped okay but what's the reason why i don't know because i think like last season i think madison wouldn't have mind to have left Leicester. okay yeah and yeah. it's the type of player that i think has been far too long mm-hmm. at the same club and yeah he just he should have gotten that move earlier yeah i'd say with madison so yeah, I hope he comes back to form. And yeah, but I have to agree with you right now. And Tielema, you mentioned him fast. Yeah, I said in the live, and I'll say it on podcast. Tielema has a place in any team in the world. Okay, Fair this enough. is how high I rate Tielema. Okay, and he said Leicester, mm-hmm. so that's the same level I'm going to demand for all the for all the other players because yeah, that's you just he raises the level in the midfield. And Somare yeah. is keeping up. Yes. Is keeping up. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna mention here uh, a player. He's not a wonder kid, but he's a player that's extremely underperforming, mm-hmm. and that is Harry Kane. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta mention it. Come on, if there's underperforming, like... oh yeah, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the whole situation. But oh yeah, yeah. like it's 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 sad. But it Kane has one goal in ten games. Yeah. Okay? One goal in ten games, and I watched that Tottenham game today, mm-hmm. and you do see that. Conte wants Kane to assist a lot mm-hmm. and to dictate even the passes in attack. But come on, it's just like he's not focused. He's not with his head in the game. I don't know what's up with Harry Kane, but I don't I don't I don't feel it. You yeah. don't feel it. Like the he's he, he the, 
the best thing that you can see is how many times does Harry Kane Kane lose the ball? He's been losing the ball constantly, every single game for Tottenham. I I don't know. I think Conte is like looking at this and it's limited time until something changes. Okay. Yeah. And and the the good thing for them is do I think you're going to get what, 125 million, 135 million for Kane? No, you're not. But do you think he's going to get a pretty penny? Right. 80. Um, 80. Right now I pay 80 million. And, and, and I frankly take it for the sake of 40. Conte. Yeah. If it's con- 40, well, that's, that's quite a bargain no, no, no. deal. No, no. I mean like 40 million difference from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. summer to January. Mm-hmm. I don't think Daniel Levy will even, he'll say, ah, this is, this is cheap penny for there for Harry Kane. This yeah. is what I'd imagine him like a villain as he, as he looks, he'll be like, oh, no, 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 this, no. He, he, uh, at yeah. least a hundred million for Harry Kane. You, you sound like the guy from Despicable Me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually I, never watched that movie in English. I should. <laughs> you should. I have kids and they like, they love that movie, even though they have no clue what's going on. Um, but yeah, you sound pretty good there. Uh, I, I actually envisioned Dan, Daniel Levy the exact same way. So we're, we're in sync. Well, the other one I got, the other one I got here, because you're right. I mean, the Harry Kane is one that that situation is one we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. a whole lot uh, moving forward. And we, again, we hope it changes <laughs> for sure. Or else West Ham is going to overtake Tottenham. And I know that would make a lot of West Ham fans happy. They've already overtaken him right now. I just mean more so, you know, last couple of years, West Ham on mm-hmm. the rise. Right. Uh, but my last underperformer here is one that we it was like threading a needle. It's, it was buying a really good um, and versatile player, uh, but he just hasn't translated yet. And I think it, it's a product of who he needs to be on the pitch with. Okay. Uh, and this is in the Bundesliga. And I'm going to say an underperformer right now is Danielle Mullen. Okay. Danielle Mullen at, at Borussia Dortmund. Uh, and, I, and I get it. It's early. It's early. And, but we can't mm-hmm. dance around this, right? We all expected goals. We all expected mm-hmm. uh, some sort of a game-changing moment, uh, like he was mm-hmm. so keen to do for PSV. Um, mm-hmm. It has not come. It has not come at all. Um, but I think we also expected him to be playing most of his minutes with Erling Holland. Holland. Yeah. So, I mean, can you look at that and can you say, hey, give him more time, whatever? Well, Dortmund doesn't have mm. time. And Dortmund every year is dealing with the injury knocks that they always deal with. It, it seems ridiculous. You want to fire a medical staff? It's probably that medical <laughs> staff, right? Then then Barcelona. But Daniel Mollet. Yeah. But Dembele wasn't injured with that medical staff. <laughs> That's <spot>. true. <laughs> Everyone else was, but not Uzumane Dembele, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Daniel Mollen is one we, uh, we had high hopes for. And we know it's early. Narratives can change. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but Dortmund needs them if they want to keep up in any way, shape, or form with the machine that is Bayern Munich right now. So, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say my, my, and my final one, and it's the reason why he's linked up to Newcastle and it's Ter Stegen. Uh, uh, I know that the fence uh, 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 in front of Ter Stegen is shambolic too, especially when Ronaldo Araujo doesn't play or a big player like that doesn't play. Yeah. But like, come on. Like I, what I saw against Celtic Vigo, like Ter Stegen wasn't even there. So underperforming extremely and honestly i think it's 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 a player that barcelona know they can get 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 big bucks right now for and yeah. honestly they they're 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 fine with ter stegen leaving 
And that says a lot. So he's a huge underperformer, in my opinion. That was the first time in how many years that they gave up a 3-0 lead? That, oh. that was just unreal. Absolutely unreal. It, it um, was sad. It was sad. So, if guys, if there's, like, any underperformer that we didn't mention, and, uh, yeah, you, you guys feel like should have been mentioned, please put down below in the comment section. Do you have anyone you want to say at the at the end, Bretson? No, I mean I know I know that you wanted to say Harry Maguire. Well, and <laughs> Sancho, but like I, I felt like it's just repetitive. <laughs> obvious, obvious, but, yeah. Uh, no, I mean we missed we missed uh, talking about Barella's new deal, Chalaba's mm-hmm. new deal, Connor Gallagher again. There's just so much mm-hmm. to talk about. We might have to do two of these, like a quicker one midweek or something, because. Too much to talk about, but um, no, I got no more underperformers for you. So do you want to like end it up with one start bench still? Because like the listeners yeah. love this one. And sure. Which let's one? go with the CDM one. Okay. Because I, I, I like it. And so to end the episode, start bench sell big boys, Kimish, yeah. Kante, mm-hmm. and Kazmir. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Bretton, on the, the, on the spot, who would you start? Yeah. Who would you bench? Who would you sell? Uh, I have a feeling I'm going to get hurt for this one. Uh, I'm going to start Kimmich. Okay. Okay. I'm nothing if not consistent with my versatility <laughs> trope. Uh, no, I mean, he's just, he's phenomenal. His delivery, mm-hmm. his engine, his leadership. But you can say that pretty much about every one of these, except Kimmich is a is a beast on the offense as well as the defense, right? Or fueling mm-hmm. the offense, I should say, if you know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to start Kimmich. I'm going to bench Casemiro. Oh, no, you didn't. I just did. Oh, no, you didn't. And I'm going to sell, and I'm going to make him not smile as if he cares. I'm going to sell Golo Kante. Well, Um, I care. What? (laughs) I'm going to make you cry. I I, I mean, come on. This is a game of narrow margins. And and Golo Kante, uh, he's been missing recently. You know me with a current form bull donkey whatever um but chelsea's been missing lukaku timo pulisic Kante, kovacic they've still been getting you know results you and pedro are Um, putting me like crazy this i know but here's (laughs) the thing i've looked at how how great real madrid for the most part has been this year okay Mm -hmm. uh casemiro is never going to get the props although i don't think anyone expects expected casemiro cruz uh uh modric to be any sort of a formidable at, at this day and age, right? Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, five years ago, whatever, three years ago, for sure. But we mm-hmm. thought that they were kind of in getting on the decline. They've been very solid. And Casemiro has been possibly the biggest part of that. He is kind of an a-hole when it comes mm-hmm. down to playing against. He's one of those True. guys that you have to have on your team, you want to have on your team, and that mm-hmm. you think about nonstop as mm-hmm. not wanting to play against. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it just brought me back because Xavi's coming into the fold for Barcelona. And I remembered that quote from a couple of years ago, like 2017, maybe 2018, where Xavi mm-hmm. said like Casemiro, basically Casemiro couldn't play for Barcelona, right? Mm-hmm. He would never play DM for, for Barcelona. Oh, he couldn't. Oh, for sure. <laughs> exactly. And, and he's like, yeah, well, I don't really care. I've got four Champions League titles. <laughs> exactly. It's like same type beat as him because yeah. need. Like they kill Barcelona players. That's like what they do for a living instead of wanting to go to Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, so I think the benching part, um, this was so hard. But the benching come on, part, bro. come on, he's played 300 games for them. He's just so consistent. He's there. 
I'm trying to rationalize something that is unrationable, whatever that is. <laughs> Come you on, guess. doing start bench sell is really hard to be it fair is. with you, but I'm gonna start Kimmich too. Okay. Because he's the best balanced player and balanced. in history, I in history I think he'll be the biggest icon yep. for the three. Like mm-hmm. if Bayern, Kimmich is gonna be an icon of this day and age for Bayern. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it. I think Kimmich can play right back, can play CDM. Yep. K- uh, Kante bench because Kante is like, come on, he was Ballon d'Or talk nominations. Like yeah. he was absolutely crucial for uh, for Chelsea to to win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And so Kazmir, that okay, that's really hard. But like I think Kazmiru is thinking to himself, like I'm going to be one of the first pieces going in a rebuild. Yeah. Okay, Kamavinga coming. Like I think Valverde Kamavinga. Kazmir will be thinking like, okay, my time's going to be up soon. Just like Varane, mm-hmm. they'll they're going to offload Kazmir and get a good buck too because Real Madrid does those good deals. Yeah. So start Kimmich, uh, bench Kante, sell Kazmir. All right. So we're one minute up. Yeah. So we, that was that was really. <laughs> I think this is a really good way to end it up and wrap mm-hmm. it up the podcast. Mm-hmm. So episode twenty nine. I just want to end up saying. Thank you to everyone that went to our Twitch. And look, I want this soundbite. I'm going to go bold here. If we have 100K subs on YouTube, I will go bold live on Twitch. I will literally go bold live on Twitch. If we have that play button here, that play 100K, I need physical evidence if I'm going bold. That's, That's what I want. If I'm putting myself bold... We need we need something. So that's that's gonna be the challenge. That I'm gonna uh, I think we're gonna do it. I think we're gonna do it because I, I I wouldn't mind seeing this. Um, oh my days if that happens. Oh no, no, that'd be so crazy. Oh that, yeah. oh, let's well, let's go with it. Well well here's here's how we get it there, right? Um everyone's been now introduced to Pedro. They they've been introduced to Alex, obviously, and Breton. Um this this type of cast is going to expand over time as we uh mm-hmm. We try and uh, build something around covering world football, not just the Premier League, not just, you know, exactly. America or Portugal. Um, but we we really want to hear what you like, what you don't like, what you think we could do, what you think we shouldn't yep. do. Um, we're we're going to keep adding faces because the nature of this is we always wanted this to be a communal thing and sharing exactly. it with you. And uh, I'm excited, even though I'm an older dog here, I'm excited about the Twi- Twitch experience because it's a way to, Hey, we're going to watch these games together. We might as well all watch them together. I love right. it. I love it. I so, love it. And the Twitch experience is going to be massive. So yeah. if you guys don't know, we're going to be live Thursday on Twitch to Max Reaction of Portugal, Ireland, 745 here in Portugal. So episode 21, 29, it's in the books, wrapped up. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I sure enjoyed doing it. And yeah, peace out, guys. Later. <laughs>